What's up, bitches? This is Nita. We have a special episode coming at you this week. I was interviewing our friend Catherine for our Harry Potter series, and we realized we were having such a fun conversation that we thought you would all enjoy hearing it too. So we're launching a new bonus series called No Thoughts Head Empty Conversations with Catherine. Uh, Catherine goes to school with us. She's a brilliant actor and also does some very cool cosplay on the side. I will plug her at the end, but you should totally go follow her. Uh, we talk about conventions and the essay she wrote about queer baiting and Harry Potter. This is a really casual episode, casual interview, full of moments where Catherine and I bring up some hardcore repressed memories about the fandoms we were in when we were younger. It's a lot of real smooth brain moments here with some intellectual thoughts sprinkled in um, in bitch why fashion. I hope you enjoy it. Hi. <laughs> I guess we can just, I mean, this is just like a casual conversation. Um, your essay yeah. about gayness in Harry Potter is amazing. It's so good. I forgot good. I said that too. I was so it's angry. so good. Because I started it being like moderately angry. And then I discovered that NYU Bobst has an entire section of Harry Potter critical essays like hard copy like there's a section it's probably only about like this wide but it's a bunch of books that are just compilations of critical essays about harry potter and (gasps) i checked out like the entire section and i just sat in my door seething um i think so but also i might have gotten lazy but (gasps) please please send them to me i will it was a thing about like the pros and cons of hermione supposedly being like a feminist character that was like a Mm. whole book of them Um, and also there's like an essay that's literally just about all the time this isn't harry potter specific but apparently like queer people being like made into werewolves is a thing that does not just happen in this like apparently that's a thing i think the at least the werewolf one is definitely um cited no but this essay is fucking good no thank you queen my favorite part Oh, well, that last bit, because I highlighted it, I was like, it was a, you may move on now. You've gotten as many brownie points as you can. Come back when your representation is on the page. See. Ugh, my personal favorite so part sexy. was because I wrote this one, one of the lines I wrote as a joke, and then my teacher, who was a king, he lived two floors below me on at U-Haul, so I saw him constantly. Um, and I put it in as a joke, but it was the one that was like, if J.K. Rowling wanted to have like a character represent AIDS she could have just been like Lupin had AIDS <laughs> she could just been like he has AIDS actually <laughs> and I was like aha uh-huh. and he was like no that's, you should put that in that's funny and I was like yeah. it is funny I want a gay Harry Potter themed femboy hooters I think we are gonna have to make that because I don't think anyone else is going to make that <laughs> when 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 um the social justice warriors take over the entirety of the Harry Potter, um, like anything that makes money, and we like overlay Wizarding World of Harry Potter. The <laughs> but it's just off brand enough that we don't have to pay that. Exactly, it's like how Pops on Broadway never once said Hogwarts. Exactly, exactly. And they like just referred to Slytherins as the house full of people that always look like they're about to splash white wine in your face. In the books, I, like, I guess I just never realized this. Or maybe I did, but then, like, rereading it, I was like, oh, my God. Everyone from Slytherin is ugly. Like, everyone is ugly and troll-like. Like, it's so funny. Like, no, literally, her says, favorite phrase is ugly and troll-like. I'm like, oh, queen, and, if you're a and, feminist, um, why are all your women ugly? 
And um 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 what does she call Uncle Vernon's face a lot? It's like beet red. Beet like red tomato. Face. Beet red tomato. Yes. Was that it? I might have just made it's that like up. like tomato red, beet red. Like a a beefy tomato. Like a beefy yeah. <laughs> a beefy. JK Rowling's just like, I hate fat people and I hate ugly no, people. Seriously, like, I keep, li- I'm still listening to Order of the Phoenix and I can't stop yeah. thinking about when we talked about how powerful it would have been if Umbridge was like hot. Hot! Yes! Hot Umbridge. Because <laughs> all of the boys would have been like, ah ha ha, new defense against the dark arts, teacher. And then she would have been like, I'm going to rip open your hand. And they would be like, okay, wait, okay. They're like, it's so bad, it hurts. It like hurts, but, but like I, I don't, I still I don't have an erection. And Hermione's like, "Are you serious?" <laughs> I love that Hermione thing that you mentioned of like the pros and cons of Hermione being a feminist character. Uh, do you? Do you? Maybe I'm crazy, but like, there. Do you remember when everyone was like? Katniss isn't Hermione, so she's, like, not as great. Or, like, Bella's not Hermione. Like, do you yes, remember I do that? remember that. It's weird that she's, like, painted as this um, perfect symbol of, like, a female character. Because, obviously, she, like, is a great female character. But, like, honestly, it's, like, one, the movies kind of turned her into a bit of a, like, Mary Sue kind of... I mean, obviously, she was hot, but, like... But, like... They took out all of her flaws. And I can't decide if that made her a better, like, it shouldn't make her a better, like, feminist character, but I think it did. Yeah, I mean, they took out her teeth and her hair, like, all of those, like, little things, too. Yeah. It's just, like, I don't know, rereading or re-listening to it, I feel like I see a lot of, like, weird tendencies within her activism. But it's, like, weird, because I feel like it's this weird thing where I sometimes can't separate now that we are, like, adults and, like, facing the bad grown-ups. Um, <laughs> like, I can't separate being, like, hmm, that's a flaw in Hermione's character put in to show she's not perfect. Or, like, this was written intending for her still to be perfect. It was just written by, 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 by Joanne, you know? Joanne. No, but, like, yeah. I listened to it, and, like, I can't tell if it was, like, our choice to make her have these like imperfections in judgment or if like in her eyes that's still <laughs> no that makes sense i what i've noticed when like reading all of the like spew stuff and then everyone else being like fine with it like and hermione's like no like can't you see that this is like fucking terrible um it reminds me of like us right now with like coronavirus and stuff. yeah also yeah. with that it pissed me off because i'm re-listening to the part where she like made the hats and kept hiding them around the common room and then harry eventually Mm -hmm. sees dobby and he's just wearing like six and a half thousand hats and he's like um (laughs) like i don't know what she's trying to say with the fact that like at no point in the series is it like and look the house elves did want to be free all along they were just scared of being reprimanded like i feel like it keeps feeling like it's leading towards that because why would you send her on this like fool's errand when it's like it's weird it's like like that's such a good example of her being like a feminist character and like a character that like you know fights the good fight but like i don't understand the purpose of it if like 
it's never going to be like confirmed that she was doing the right thing. Like exactly as the story exists, all the house elves are just like, I fucking love being a slave. And Dobby's like, <laughs> guys. Did I say you Dobby? He was too powerful. He was too powerful. He was a free slave when they had to kill him. So what was your first like well, how did you first get into Harry Potter? Which is probably like a loaded question. But Ooh. Um, my dad had the books. I don't know how long he had the books before I came around. I just always remember them being in our house. Mm. Um, I started reading them in third or fourth grade. I think it was fourth grade because I can kind of track my elementary school experience by hyperfixation. Mm. And the Avatar hyperfixation was most of second and third grade. But I, I remember we bought like a noble collection wand. Uh, oh, fun story. I ended up getting Hermione's wand, but um, I said to my mom, I want to get the Tonks wand because I, I can look back and realize this now um, and realize I had this huge crush on this girl named Caroline Tonks my entire life. She was a ballet. And I was like, because my two favorite things are like Caroline Tonks and Harry Potter and her name was Tonks. But then I ordered the Hermione wand. So, ooh. Um, but I loved it. I remember I fell into like a mild depressive state when I finished it. So my dad just kind of threw Percy Jackson at me. It's like a rebound series. So I never felt the full weight. That's so um, sweet. But I think that's how I got into it. I was, we do be like hyper fixating. So I forced mm-hmm. my neighbor who was like, we were that friend group where she was like way cooler than me, but she lived next door to me and we'd been friends forever. So we were still friends at home, but we were not friends at school. Oh my God. Um, and I knew that she, I think I've also told you this, but I knew that she would never finish the books. She got to like the third one and was like, this is boring. And I was like, wow, I wish I had more friends so that I didn't have to be friends with you. But I never had more than like one or two friends. <laughs> um, so she was addicted to the name Jackie. She thought the name Jackie was so cool. And so when I was like, do you want to play Harry Potter with me? She was like, is there a character named Jackie? And I was like, yes, yes, there is. Because uh, I knew she'd never finished the books. I was like, yeah, she comes in around book five. She's really cool. Um, and every day after school, we would play the adventures of Harry Potter and Jackie. I'd be Harry Potter and she would be Jackie. And I made up these long stories being like, yeah, this is exactly what happens in the book. <laughs> I love this. Why this is so good. <laughs> and we, we, I bought the Hermione wand. She got Sirius Black's wand, which is hilarious because she did not get up to when Sirius Black is like Exists. a character. Um, but she thought it was cool. Looking back, it was cool. But um, I still yeah, have the Hermione cool wand. wand. I think, yep, here it is. It's, uh, it came in a big case that said, this is not for being played with. Uh, so it, has, it cracked in half once. It has a bunch of chips in it. Wait, do you have the whole Dumbledore's army set? No, God. These oh, are just, like, random ones I've accumulated. This... No, I know what you're talking about. Oh, yeah, that's oh, what I honey, have. It's the only way you can get the original Luna Lovegood one with acorns on it. I know! That's why I got it! <laughs> <laughs> no, I had, like, a, I had a shopping cart on Noble Collection for, like, three years that was in it so was the like okay there was this like 300 ish dollar like replica of hogwarts that i was like i need to own this and it was in my cart for like five years but that was one of the other things in my cart and i have the elder wand i also have the elder wand but i don't know where it is like i don't know where it went but i actively did own it i bought it when i went to london with my family I was like, I love mm, Ginny's wand. wand. I think it's like so pretty. Ginny's wand is sexy. It is sexy. Oh, wait, wait. I mean, I also have, of course, like Tom Riddle's diary, the time turner, 
Oh, the time. Like, I have a lot happening over here. I'm not going to give a full tour here. But this is my personal favorite Harry Potter thing that I own because it's just so ridiculous. Um, it's Bellatrix's dagger. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> Watch that scene so many times. I did. I was addicted to that. Let me see. Um, <gasps> oh my god, that it's is almost, really sexy. It's so sexy. Is it sharp? Like it's blunt. Like it's not. It's not sharp, but it is very pointy. It is like my question. Actually, sorry, my question was: Can I kill someone with it? Probably. 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 I think I'm go yes. Like, I can't like I'm I can't like cut myself, but I think I could right. stab someone. <laughs> There's no slicing power, but there is stabbing power. Then, I do love this one that I got off of Wish because I was having okay. So last year I had like intense, intense before it was overtaken by Good Omens, intense Wolf Star regression Wolfstar. Uh, to the point that when I worked with Gaia Malin on the Milk Play. Um, the milk I ran the soundboard, so I didn't have nearly as many cues as they did. And I would play a game because I got so tired that I would keep myself awake by trying to find the most ridiculously like smutty, um, Wolf Star fanfiction and reading it like right. a wall calling wall like running the soundboard. <laughs> Last story of my origin story. I'll do this one. No, um, when I t- I turned eleven while we were in London. Uh, it, we didn't go to London for my birthday, but it just, like, so landed that often when we went on vacation, like, when my mom and dad could get off work, we'd be away for my birthday. And we were staying at the, this Marriott in London. I was sleeping on, like, an, like a cot. Um, and I was, like, big sleepy. And at, like, 3 o'clock in the morning, although, to be fair, I was 11, so it probably could have been, like, 11 p.m. But in my brain, 3 o'clock in the morning. Um... My mom wakes me up and she's like, Catherine, like, someone's at the door for you. And I'm like, wait. Uh, so my, like, tired ass, I'm like, hello. Um, and I open the door and there's this, like, this, like, bellhop from the hotel holding a stuffed owl and a letter. And he's like, I'm sorry, uh, this arrived at the front. I, I don't know. Uh, I, I think it's for you. I just wanted to give it to you. And I was like, what? Uh, so I took them, and it was, of course, a Hogwarts letter. But the thing is, my mom did this before, like, people were selling them on Etsy or whatever. Mm-hmm. So she spent weeks, like, looking at the frame from the movie and, like, downloading the perfect fonts. She, like, learned McGonagall's signature so that she could, like, do it herself. It was this insane thing, and she couldn't find an owl, so she bought one, like, the night before. Um, and she got this, like, bellhop in on it, and he was so excited. <laughs> And it was, like, like that's my favorite, like, mom story, but also my favorite Harry Potter story, because it was just so extra. Um, and I remember I read it, and, like, I was so tired that it, for, like, maybe, like, two minutes, I was like, I'm hey, a wizard. But then I was like, thanks, mom. And she was like, I thought you thought it was, I thought you would think it was real. And I was like, I remember saying, like, mom, but then don't you think I'd be kind of sad when I didn't get to go to Hogwarts? <laughs> and she was like, tea. She's like, you're right, actually. We can't do Santa all over again. Oh, I still believe in Santa. (laughs) (laughs) You said Santa's real, but Hogwarts is fucking not. Yeah, no. No, I believed in Santa for so long that my mom had to, like, she talked to, I remember she, like, talked to my uncle, and she was like, I feel like I have to tell her, like, she's gonna get bullied. Like, how does she not know about like, I literally, like, figured out the Easter Bunny, and then it took me four years after that to come to terms with Santa. (laughs) 
Catherine. <laughs> I was like, yeah, well, obviously, like, bunnies don't lay eggs, but, like, Santa, he's real. I did have a book, a little moleskin book, that I would keep track of things that I thought proved that Harry Potter was real. Um, I haven't found it. I didn't find it when I moved, so I think it's probably lost in the sands of time. Oh, no. But I would, like, write down things I saw, because we were, like, escapism noises. Uh, <laughs> yes. But, yes, that's how I got into Harry Potter. <laughs> wow, that was long. No, it's okay. Do you remember the Spiderwick Chronicles? Yes. Yes, because- I had the book, like the book, the field guide book. Oh my god, yes. And I had my own separate notebook where I would like basically transcribe what's in the book book, and then add my own field notes. That's so cute. <laughs> and then my mom, I don't think my mom... Well, we ha- so then when I went to Harry Potter World for my birthday, I was like 15 and my mom, my mom, she's so white. I love her. Like she, she just wants to be a white mom so badly. It's very cute. But she was like, this Weird. is your golden birthday because you're 15th and you're 15. So this is the golden one. And I was like, okay, mom, whatever. Like, and so we went to Harry Potter World. That was already like, we were normally my birthdays fall around spring break. So like we were there for spring break. Um, and then on the 15th, we went to Harry Potter World in Florida, and we bought too much shit. Like, I have stuffed animals. Same. I have, like, um, I have Buckbeak. I have uh, Fox. I have, like, I have too much shit. There's an iconic photograph of me hysterically sobbing when I walked into Diagon Alley for the first time. Yeah. Uh, high key, like, when you say Disney versus Universal, like, obviously Disney. But... Just sitting there watching the Wizarding Academy for the dramatic arts on the sidewalk of like Diagon Alley. Well, oh, cause we have you been to the one in Orlando? <laughs> yeah, that's the one. I oh, went good. To. Okay. But I, I haven't was like been since I was fifteen, and I think they've made some like really big changes. Wait, did you see Diagon Alley? No, because they haven't had that yet. I know they hadn't had that. Okay, then. this is like a spoiler for the ride, but whatever. Like you wear these three D glasses. And Bellatrix is in the ride, and somehow it makes it look like she's looking at you. When I went with my friend, we rode Gringotts seven times in one day. Um, it was five of those were in a row, and the people working the ride let us go on, even though it was like technically the park was closed. So we went on once where it was only us, and like I love that ride. But also they do like a you know how the tale of the three brothers in the movie is like a pup like a puppetry kind of vibe, yeah, like yeah, a stop yeah. motion like weird. They do a puppet show put on by the Wizarding Academy of the Dramatic Arts, WADA. Um, and I want to be in that more than I want to work at Disney. Anyway. Wait, I'm so sorry. Uh, the Wizarding Academy of Dramatic Arts? Yeah. They have Wada. a dish? Like, they have they do. A- now I'm just looking at my Harry Potter shelf being like, Jesus fucking Christ. I know. Well, but then I, because I, like, we spent so much money, and we and we had the, um, the Dumbledore's Army wand thing shipped from... Florida, because, like, we couldn't pack it, but my yeah. parents, like, they let me get too much shit, and then we were, yeah. like, trying to pack everything in the suitcases to go home, and they were, like, we have to ship this, so we got it shipped, and we brought it home, and, like, my room has just been filled with Harry Potter stuff, like, ever since. I got stopped by TSA because I had my wand in my carry-on, mm. they thought it was a weapon. Oh, my God. And when they saw that it was a wand, they were, like, you're good, this happens a lot. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> That's so stupid. I love it. As someone who has, like, carved out, like, a huge part of their life for Harry Potter, and, like, you also, like, do a lot of cosplay stuff, 
how do you feel about like cosplaying Harry Potter? And then also like, if you ever want to go to Universal again, spending money to do that in any capacity or like merchandise, like how do you feel about all of that? I, when it comes to cosplaying, uh, my first cosplay was Bellatrix. And you know how all like, like queer girls had that one really intense friendship in high school that like was kind of dating but wasn't. Yeah. She told me when she confessed her love to me, she was like, I've loved you ever since I saw you dressed as Bellatrix Lestrange. <laughs> but anyway, so the, I, I cosplayed that. Um, but aside from that, the only like Harry Potter cosplay I've done is like, oh, is like TikToks I made during my gender crisis. <laughs> and they were exclusively, what did I do? I did Ron and Harry at one point, but like peak gender crisis was like Lupin and uh serious black I have one where like I clearly like tried to like open bind like tape my titties back and so I have the like shirt really low and I'm like <laughs> but my face is like caked in such bad makeup so <laughs> the thing is about Harry Potter is like unless you literally do Hermione's Yule Ball Gown which I don't really like anyway but like aside from that there aren't that many exciting costumes in it it's kind of like British boarding school or like street clothes yeah like, ever since, like, when I first got into cosplay, I kind of liked the whole Doctor Who, like, try to find, um, like, clothing that looks like the clothing they wore on the show, and, like, I guess I could have done that, but, like, as much as I, it's, like, of the things that I love, it's definitely been the most, like, personality trait of them, and definitely the most, like, long-lasting, so it's weird, kind of, that I haven't done much, but it's boring, you know, like, when you look at, like, you can do, like, Game of Thrones or Harry Potter, and you're you, you're a seamstress like there is an obvious choice there <laughs> but um I was actually planning on doing like a book inspired Ginny cosplay for Comic-Con this year obviously Comic-Con is not happening so like that is fine um but it's weird because I feel like if I were to go to a convention and that's the like story that I chose to like represent I feel like even though wearing a costume for me is a lot about the character and a lot about like the effort I put into the garment you know it kind of is like a similar thing as to where like I don't really like wearing my Harry Potter like merchandise like clothing so much anymore it feels like by wearing that I appear to be ignoring the facts that now can no longer be ignored because I'm not gonna lie like I definitely ignored her like hate you know her transphobia homophobia racism all that sexy shit um for a very long time, which obviously is like a privileged thing to have been able to do because her transphobia and her racism are, I think, the most like prominent forms of hatred that she exhibits. And like, I am white and I am cis. So like, it's, it was easy for me to ignore that. But like, I, I, I won't anymore. And so going to a convention dressed as one of her characters just feels like of all of the stories that are being celebrated at that convention, I chose this one. Which feels weird to me. So I, I honestly don't know if I'll cosplay Harry Potter. Especially because, like, I don't love the designs to begin with. But also just because I'm, they might feel icky. I mean, the only one I'd probably even miss is Bellatrix because she's so cute. Um, <laughs> Helena Bottom Carter looks the same in every part that she plays. I could just cosplay Mrs. Lovett. No one would know. You're like, but, everyone is fine with this. I'm like, don't worry. When it comes to, like, buying merch, I definitely, if I am to buy merch, any merchandise it would be from like independent artists like I don't want to buy any like branded merch because I mean honestly one like we're grown-ups now and we can look back and see that it's ugly like it is but also like I feel like 
that's a tangible way of exercising the like separating the art from the artist just in terms of like monetary means like I feel like there's so many people who love it and have like found creativity through it that like why not support like a small business if I feel the need to do that but um universal is something that I've definitely grappled with because like here's the thing like there is absolutely no plans in anywhere in the near future of me going to universal so it's not like a very immediate thing that needs to be dealt with right it's definitely a thing to be considered and I don't know how I would feel and I don't know if there's a way, like, I don't know if it's public how much money she gets from, like, all of her intellectual property. I looked it up. I cannot, I cannot find, like, I can't find I'm not surprised. anywhere, which is, like, she, she's always been very, like, reserved about stuff like that. I mean, but I also feel like she's, this is, like, weird, but I feel like she's still hanging on to the whole, like, I was poor when I wrote Harry Potter and like Queen like yes you were but now you're not she was one of the first like billionaires or whatever but she like but she sorry she would have been but then she donated so much of it it's just I feel like it's really easy to be like the like small sliver of whatever that she is going to get from my like one person theme park admission because she doesn't even get all of the money from my theme park admission because I for all they know I could be going to like Seussland. I don't know who would, but I could. Um, but like, I don't know if it's that simple because it like feels irresponsible to say, but I don't think I'm, you know, there's like the two warring sides of like cut her out and her influences and like condemn her versus the people who are choosing to cut the story out of their lives completely. Mm-hmm. And like, Harry Potter doesn't play an active role in my life as much as it once did. But also it's like so ingrained in like who I am that it would be a very like difficult thing, but also a very like conscious, it would require a conscious effort to like cut it out of my life. So I'm like rambling, but basically I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. All that to say, I have no idea. Cause like the merchandise thing, like I do not need more Harry Potter merchandise. Like I have basically donated all of the stuff I had before any of this happened because it's just like hot topic tank tops that are ugly um (laughs) they are ugly Nita yeah I know they're in my closet (laughs) yeah yeah I think like also that question is from when I talked to like LA people and they they were like really easy to say like they were quick to say like well I have to go to the parks because it's like part of my job as an influencer (laughs) I, like, wear the robes that I've already bought. And the robes is, like, a big thing. Like, everyone goes to Universal and, like, takes pictures with them. Yeah. And I never got them. And I'm really mad now because... They're so expensive. They're stupid expensive. But my friends, like, all work there, right? So, like, they can get discounts and shit. But they were like, okay, well, I still have to go to the parks for, like, pictures. Um, The park is already built. So people are going to utilize it. But I'm not going to buy merch in the in the diagonally or like any of it and I won't eat food in the that area of the park and she was like my friend Liz was like if I somehow am dying for a beer I will walk to Jurassic Park and then I will have a beer there and I'm like yeah like valid and I think like their other thing was like well I'm just not gonna watch the rest of the Fantastic Beast movies I think it's on it's stupid that like it well capitalism but it like has fallen on the consumer to like to so stupid 
versus like hopefully Fantastic Beasts 3 does so poorly that the studio then realizes that like J.K. Rowling is a liability to work with. It's just like frustrating. Specifically Fantastic Beasts, it's like the quality, like yes, like there is no excuse to hire Johnny Depp, he's not that good. Um, But aside from that, like I really do like the first movie. I think it's like a good time and like has good moments and like maybe I'm just like imprinting but like I I do like most of the characters and like the quality I fun story I lived for an entire year pretending that Crimes of Grindelwald was a good movie because I was angry about the fact that it wasn't a good movie because I worked NSB costuming the two weeks leading up to the premiere I had to run all of the costuming for one of NSB's productions and I would get through it by listening to podcasts like Tessa Netting and Brizzy Voices podcast and like listening to theories and getting all excited and so like I couldn't emotionally handle that it was a bad movie. Okay the things we do to like retcon for ourselves individually that a franchise is is bad like the, the ways that we are like no but actually if you think about it like this and you just like take out this part like I remember doing that with Twilight for sure like like I was like Twilight and actually you know what hot take like Twilight's not bad it's not bad uh I recently found out that like there's something in Twilight where like an entire thing happens and they're like actually Bella was just thinking about it wait what isn't it like a whole battle and then oh, Bella's like oh yeah 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 so and like and then it's like the zoom out of like a raven vision and then it's like yeah. mm, we shouldn't do that yeah well because Alice is one of the vampires she can see the future and she like basically this is like oh Alice does it yeah okay. Alice can see the future and she shows Arrow who is like the scary vampire coven leader like so there's a vampire coven that runs all of the other covens and they like keep track of all of them like laughing at me <laughs> And like they, they're Italian and like because obviously of course they're Italian and then they're like they came because they thought that Bella's vampire baby was all vampire baby and yeah, not what's her name? Citronella. <laughs> Renesme. <laughs> Renesme. <laughs> Wait, that's the mosquito thing, isn't it? <laughs> We should just air the. This should just be a bonus episode um, <laughs> of the podcast. Anyway. Um. Anyway. Uh. Um. So her the vamp- lowest level of Patreon. Yes, this is the lowest tier. Like we can't put this on the same tier as like did Lin Manuel Miranda cheat on his wife? No, this is if you donate like fifty cents for the whole year. Exactly. If you give us fifty cents, you can listen to this uh recording. Yeah, so in the vampire, like, lore in Twilight, if you bite a child, they're, like, uncontrollable, but, they, and they oh. think that, like, Bella, yeah, because I don't, because, like, children have no impulse control, so then if they're, like, well, yeah. and they have, like, thirst, then they're gonna, like, go kill everybody, but, thirst. and they think that thirst, and they think that if Bella, they think Bella and Edward, like, did that, so they come to, like, kill them and kill the baby, and then they have to show them, like, hey, actually, she's, like, she came out of a vagina, and, like, she was... Oh, yeah, because I remember I... Did you Google, um, Twilight birth scene, or were you... <laughs> were you I never watched Twilight, but I watched that, and that thing because I remember that didn't Edward have to like eat her stomach to let the baby he ate the placenta out of the way (laughs) 
you know what? I will take back a lot of things that I said during fandom Tumblr in 2013, but I will not change my side of saying that Twilight is so stupid. <laughs> you know what? It is stupid, but I think I think we, we're like we're at a time where like it's having a renaissance on TikTok. Like people Not are fair. talking to Bella's lullaby, and I watched all the movies with my dad. It was so funny watching them with my dad. He had such a good time, and we were like laughing so much. And every time we'd watch another movie, we'd like quiz him. I'd be like, "Hey, dad, okay, do you remember the girl's name?" And he would be like, "I think it's I think it's Bella. I think." And I'm like, "You got it, dad." Like it's just like a cute yes, dad. It's nostalgic. The music is really good in the movies. See, that's another thing about Harry Potter. I feel like so much of my nostalgia is based in the music, and John Williams is a king and will never not be a king. Yeah, well, when they um, play music in the parks, do you ever, like, want to cry? Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, like, yeah. Yeah. Like, that's one of the things. I'm asking like, you, like, you've been, like, every other day, which is, like, No, I've been twice, but, um, the last time I went was over three years ago, but, Something about being immersed in that story, like, rekindled my love for the thing. Mm-hmm. I wish she didn't get money from it. <laughs> How much could she get? I know, that's my thing, but I feel like it's just so easy to say that in the same way that, like, my, like, stupid neighbor, the father of Jackie Girl, was like, recycling isn't real, and even if it was, what is my plastic gonna do? And we were like, mm-hmm. Chris. But the, I mean, here's that thing though, is it's the same as like recycling is on us as individual people and not on like huge companies. Yes, that, exactly. Exactly. It's that individualist versus the impact of like a large group thing, which is. Yeah. Such, and it, it shouldn't sucks. fall on our shoulders. No, it like, shouldn't. For us, it should be an ideological thing as opposed to like, how do I spend the like max $100 every year? You know what I mean? Like max, but. That's another thing about the cosplay is basically, like, the Comic-Con is a really accepting place, but, like, also can be terrifying based on the fandom you're cosplaying. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cosplaying Star Wars is basically allowing, like, creepy boomer Star Wars fans or, like, late mill- early millennial Star Wars fans to, like, one, objectify you, but, like, we know. But to be like, oh, so you're cosplaying from the sequels, so you're a liberal piece of shit. Oh and being God. like oh and like i remember like kira and i were cosplaying leia and padme and this guy took our picture and he was like yeah i just like i grew up with the movies and like i cannot believe what they did to luke in the last jedi and like thank god that you guys are cosplaying the movies that make sense and i'm like standing there in a costume from attack of the clones being like king i don't know if you know who you're talking to right now but like so that's like it's always you kind of like bear the burden of the vibes of whatever fandom you're cosplaying like when i cosplayed avatar best day of my life like everyone was like vibing and chill and cute so with harry potter it's like i feel like i am like putting out there like i still love this story which is fine but like not when there's so many other stories to love do you know what leaky con is i'm sure you do <laughs> yeah mm-hmm. but like, every year like- i would pray that it was in new york uh, and then it would never be and then i would like calculate the prices to fly to it and then i would remember i was 16 was it um, in, like in Scotland once or something? Crazy? It was in Scotland for 19 years later. Yes, yes. And then and and then there are people on YouTube of like who made their whole. They came up on YouTube with like Snitch. Um, I love her. I still so. love her. Do you know all the Leo stuff? Oh, I do not talk to me about the did Leo you listen stuff. To her podcast, I Yappy Hour. Bitch. 
She has a podcast? She had a podcast with her friend Caroline and it like lasted for like two years and it's still on iTunes. You should go listen to it because I really like it. I will. No, yeah. I remember when like everyone from like, you know, the thingamavlogs, people to like Brizzy Voices were tweeting. I know thingamavlogs were tweeting being like, wow, I can't believe that my friend Leo is a dirty piece of shit. Yeah. My favorite thing was Patrick's post. I don't know if you remember this from oh. New Year's. Uh, yeah, the, it was the all of the pictures of them yes. kissing, and then yes. he's like censored, and then it's like, um, soundproof Liz and James chats, and like all these people. Oh my god, wow, this is a really specific corner of my brain. But yes, I would die so for sorry. her. Anyway, moving on. Um, uh, and then the drunk <laughs> to Disney people are so cool. Um, James and Chelsea. Do you know who they are? Yeah. Yes. Yeah, I love them, and they're they have this podcast called Dead Meat, which is all about like horror movies. I love James and Chelsea. They are unproblematic. Um, and so wonderful, but yeah, Leo, I have pictures with Leo. I have pictures. I met him like multiple times. I'll send them to you. Actually, wait, let me. I love the fact that he moved to New York City, our sacred home. Yeah, he has pictures of and the posts he made of being like, this has been a time of discovery for me. I'm sorry that I did things, but I'm a human and I'm moving on. And I'm like. said the N word multiple times on Twitter. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he did. Also, I love that originally she was just gonna, like, leave it be and not make it public, and then he, like, she was, like, and then he uh, decided to be a weird piece of shit about it, um, so he cheated on me, like, a lot, so we're gonna talk about that. like, brainwashing that must have happened for her to be, like, okay, he cheated on me a few times, but we're gonna stay together, and then I realized that, like, never mind, I don't think I can make this work, okay. When Patrick finally confirmed that he was dating Francis, that was a cultural reset. That was a cultural reset. I love Francis. Um, what was the other? Oh, and then and then I went to the Anaheim convention, the Disney one. D twenty three. You went to D twenty three. Yeah, I went once with a friend who was had a lot of money and and paid for my ticket. Um, and I met the woman who played Ursula. Like we heard her laughing from across the room, like across the convention hall. Yeah, Pat Carroll. And I heard her laugh and I go, Ursula? 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 Is that you? (laughs) Ursula? And then Leo is there dressed as Prince Eric. And I have a picture of him. This is when I was like 14. So this, I met them, I met them three times. I met them once at that. Sarah was not there. And they have a picture of him like dipping me like a princess, like we're dancing. I know. And then my friend and I, when Beauty and the Beast, the remake came out, my friend and I, we like went to the parks the day before, saw Beauty and the Beast that night at another movie theater. Then the next morning saw it again with Sarah and Leo and Sarah and Leo sat right in front of us in the movie theater and we like had a conversation with them. And that whole weekend, like, cause we went to Disneyland and we were just like dicking around. That's so sexy. Like, I, it was so nice. We like took pictures of, with Belle and then now my friend actually, that friend actually works at Disneyland now. I mean, not right now cause coronavirus yes queen where did she work uh she was in the fantasy fair area sometimes and then she does one other thing i can't remember but she's like the person that helps the characters walk around oh she's a attendant she's a character attendant sexy i always forget she's not in dca she's in disneyland sometimes i feel like sometimes she's in dca but i know for like she specifically does fantasy fair and then i believe she works with the superhero sometimes so Sexy, that's like love that. Yeah. Oh my god, my brain. I know. My, I'm like regressing so aggressively right now. Exactly. I'm thinking of all the times I almost bought Tracy Hines' T-shirt with the two mermaid Me shells too. on the kittens. Oh my god! <laughs> I do anything if I go to my Pinterest wish list, it's probably still yeah. there. 
Yeah. Honestly, like, another thing that I, like, forced myself to think was good, Tracy Hines singing voice. Stop. <laughs> and that music video. Oh, my God. How many times? Which one? Well, the, well, the one she did with Leo, right? That voice. Uh, yes. Yeah. Uh, yes. Yeah, but I think I watched a lot of them. My friends who do, like, cosplay stuff are like, still gotta go to the parks. I hope that they, you know, put their money where their mouth is. I hope that they continue to do the kind of things that, like, Tessa Netting. Isn't it so crazy that, like, I messaged Tessa Netting? And That's so sexy. I told you about the, yeah, I did tell you about the pair of shoes that I have yet to send her. So she probably just thinks, because I messaged, I tweeted her and I was like, what's your shoe size? And she replied. And I was going to be like, ah, it's because I'm making you a custom pair of shoes. But then I never sent them. So she probably thinks I just wanted to know how big her feet were. He thinks, he thinks that you, like, uh, edited her foot finder. She's on foot finder. <laughs> um, follow, follow me on foot finder. Please do not. Also follow Tessa Nettig on foot finder. Also follow Tessa <laughs> Remember when Tessa Nettig, like, succeeded in what all we want, everyone else wanted to do when she, like, married a star kid? Oh, my God. And then also, Lord fun story, Lord there's has- films. Yes. Yes. Eight years. Eight anyway, years. There's a video, like a video series on Brizzy's second channel of when they got flown out to, that was always what I wanted to do. I wanted to go to Harry Potter celebration at the parks where they like brought actors and then like everyone was allowed to like, cause there's no like dressing up rule at Universal and everyone dresses up. Like yeah. I wanted to do that much more than I wanted to go to LeakyCon. What a stupid. But there's like a vlog series. Rule. Yeah. But Honestly, I mean, like, I do kind of get it. <laughs> we, both, we both are like, actually, sorry, we're Disney apologists. Yeah, T. <laughs> hey, you know what? It's fine. Sarah, Sarah Snitch told me all about how, like, you're not supposed to uh, cause bound. So. Yeah, she did. She made that whole ass video, huh? Yes. And everyone was like, shut up. And I was like, fight me. Don't tell I her. Shut up. Her. That's my mommy, so shut up. <laughs> yeah. It's like, I get it. You're like, a low-grade influencer, but I promise you're just wearing a purple top and green bottoms. You don't have to wear red wig. We all know who you're Disney bounding. Yeah, yeah, and we'll creative next time. Have you seen the video where Patrick literally Disney bounds the dingle hopper? Oh, but really quick, just like in the cosplay way, I don't know if this is just because I'm coming off like a fun representation high thanks to Shira and the Princesses of Power. Um, I think about cosplaying that and like showing off my love for that piece of work and that creative team and those voice actors and like I feel like that is so much more what I want to gain from my cosplays because one thing I've learned is like obviously cosplaying a character that you love is like super cathartic but also like a big part of comic-con is the other fans of that thing approaching you and being like you look amazing like thank you for bringing this character to life for me that was a huge thing like I did the whole Fire Nation like teens um when I was in high school it was like the four of us and we were like going around and people were like oh my god like what like it's such a it can be such a positive experience if you have good interactions with the other like nerdy people who are there and since I'm not like a cosplay influencer or anything like I'm not going to gain anything from my Instagram posts like it's all based on like the joy and the people I talk to, like, at that convention. When coronavirus is over, you're staying with me and we're going to Disneyland. Yeah. Multiple times. <laughs> I'll just- make us ears. I make ears for every day I go to Disney. I opened a failed Mickey ear Etsy shop last winter. Oh my god, 
him if I if we were better friends first year I would have I'm sure him. you would have honestly I still have all the prototypes I could send you one I will Venmo you we did all the Harry Potter questions so we can just talk now um, we did okay cool yeah that's I mean that was kind of it final line uh I want to cosplay from Shira I will do it with you. but here's the thing you haven't watched any of it, right? No, but I'm going to watch it, so. Okay, so one of the main characters, and, like, it's not a spoiler to be, like, she's gay. You can tell from the first episode. But, like, she's half. She's, like, kind of a cat, but not. And she's hot. And, like, there's discourse online of, like, is she brown or does she just have fur? <laughs> <laughs> What's her name? She's so sexy. Her name's Katra. You should cosplay her. You kind of look like her from season five. She gets a haircut in season five, and you kind of look like her. It's C-A-T-R-A. Okay. This, okay, this actually goes exactly into the thing I was going to talk about. When I was younger, like, all my friends, like, we each had a princess. Like, we each had one Disney princess that we, like, was, like, that was ours. My friends was Ariel. Mine had to be Jasmine, because I'm brown. I was going to say, I'm going to take a guess as to which one you had. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Let me think with my brain. Yeah. Well, and people, people were talking about, like, matching the money of, like, going to Harry Potter World. But I'm like, I don't like, know. I can't do that. If I, like, if I can afford to go to Harry Potter World at some point, like, I can't pay double. Like, I can't. Okay, I do think it's a little bit of a double standard that, like, I understand that there's, like, one person responsible for Harry Potter. Whereas, like, there are a lot of people who, like, are responsible for the make- mistakes made by Disney in the past. But I feel like that's a double standard um of being like I don't know well well then there's the well here's the thing is like what are you talking about like Bob Iger and like all those guys or just Walt Disney exactly it's like you're talking about Walt Disney because yeah he was a racist asshole but like he also was like a long time ago when he started something really great and like blah 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 and it's just like yeah, he's also dead, and his kids and his grandkids are not, yeah. like, talking and, like, not Exactly, talking. and it's just, like, so. I feel like it goes back to that, like, consumerism thing, where, like, we don't hold ourselves responsible so much for, like, the issues, like, the thing, I don't know, I feel like it's just been such a, like, culture shock for our generation to come to terms with her being, like, not a nice lady, that it feels like it's fallen into our control. And it's also hard to accept that, like, it's fallen into the hands of the consumers, but also, like, I don't feel like we'd be able to make that big of a change even if everyone stopped. Because, like, she's already rich. I was thinking, like, Like, if this happened a long time ago, like, but she literally, like, shut, she has, like, a mansion in Edinburgh, and, like, she literally shut down, like, four roads to trim her hedges. Jesus. Like, she's so rich. Like, I went to the, um... The cafe where she wrote Sorcerer's Stone when she, like, didn't have heating in her house. Um, and it's really sexy. The bathroom is all covered in graffiti um, of people writing how much Harry Potter means to them. And they tried to cover it up for a long time. But now it's, like... And, like, I feel... It's so weird because I feel like there would be a twinge of, like, weirdness visiting that now. Well, yeah. Like, anything. Because it's, like, why would I want to, like, keep evangelizing the writer of this thing? But my other thing is, like, I was reading an article and it said that, like, sales of the Harry Potter books have skyrocketed since quarantine. Yeah. Which is, like, fuck, you know? And then she released this Harry Potter at Home series, which is on Spotify and I think on YouTube or something. And I listened to it because I wanted to hear Daniel Radcliffe read the first chapter. Like, sue me. 
Um, but I don't know, like, when she dies, will we do, will we give her, like, the George Bush senior treatment of, like, people were just, like, he was great, but he was such a great president, blah, 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 which was stupid, like, and they did that with Reagan, too, and then we're all, like, he ignored the AIDS crisis. <laughs> we're, like, do, we're, do you remember that post that was on, like, Tumblr and stuff, where it was, like, one day, like, the news, um, anchors will say like jk rowling died today and like our generation will like dust off their old wands and capes and return to this like it was this long thing about like i thought about that and it's like shit you know how you remember when they had all of those like influencers come to the city and like meet her i don't know if you remember that like tessa netting was one of them and brizzy voices and the car super carlin brothers super carlin brothers I love them. Hey, brother. I love them so much. I love them, too. Um, but, like, they all went and visited them. Poor Brizzy. Like, she said she'd never get a tattoo when she got Joe's handwriting tattooed. And that's... Tessa also has a tattooed. Um, but she has a million tattoos, so I feel like if she got it covered up, it'd be, like, whatever. Yeah. But, like... Fuck. Thank yeah. God I was not allowed to get tattoos in high school, because her handwriting would be on my body. I... Okay, I was like, because I was cleaning up my Pinterest and I was looking at all the old tattoo ideas I had, and it was like, here's a big fallout boy tattoo. I was gonna get on. <laughs> he's a big fallout boy tattoo. He's a, and then here's the all time low one I was gonna get on my side. And then here's the My Chemical Romance one. Thank God. Thank, truly, thank God. I almost got a Harry Potter tattoo, and I don't. <laughs> Rereading it. I'm like, I want, like, I want a tattoo. <laughs> but I, and, and actually, like, I mean, she would not get any money from it, but it's the same thing as, like, wearing that costume to a convention. Yes. It's and like, is like, this the thing this that, like, I choose to represent with my body? And also, it's just, like, one really, like, weird thing that I keep thinking about is, like, by repping this story while knowing what she stands for, is there a world in which I make a trans person feel unsafe? Mm. And it's a long shot because I think our generation widely accepts that like it was a part of our upbringing. It's like, I don't think I'm going to be someone who's going to be able to completely cut the stories out of my life. But like, I would never rep an artist. Like, I love Pink. If she came out and like, said the n-word a bunch like i wouldn't wear her shirt anymore but because it's a matter of like cis normativity or whatever but like it's easier to push aside well you know you see all those people like destroying the merch of like shane dawson and stuff which like why did you buy that in the first place but anyway (laughs) would you yeah i think that's the tricky thing about repping it is because like if i talk about harry potter the people who know me like they know you know i mean like but in a public setting, like, mm? yeah, I mean, well, I, I get the internalized cis normativity stuff, but it's also this like, and this is how we need to change is like by consciously like thinking about these things. But like someone will say something to me, like today I was talking to someone about country music and I was like, this is this girl on Hinge. And she was like, I kind of like country music. And I was like, ew, country. But it was like a joke. Um, Cause like, I do be listening to Casey Musgraves. <laughs> 
Um, but I said, I don't think that it's country music people have an issue with, and maybe they do sometimes with like the stylization and how, like how it sounds, but I think that it's specifically like a certain group of people that is associated with country music yes. that people have um, issues yeah. with. And then she was like, like who? And I said, um, racists <laughs> and like, like racist people and like white supremacists who like have co-opted country music also like, like the american flag the american flag the eagle picture like leonard yeah it's like it's like i see i drive behind a, I drive behind a truck with an american flag and they could genuinely be like america loving like hard left liberals maybe but that makes me feel unsafe and like by repping this story obviously it's likely to a much lesser degree because i'm like an unintimidating like small woman wearing like a harry potter shirt like i'm I'm, no one's gonna like fear for their lives but it's like why would i rep something that has like potentially hurted hurt people and like how do you draw the line between repping an author and repping the story exactly like exactly and and but and so the person she was white and she was like oh i've never thought about that like about feeling like afraid of country music because you're not white or not afraid of country music, but afraid of the people who listen to it. And I was like, yeah, because you're white. But I wasn't, like, being mean. I was like, listen, like, yeah. I'm a person of color, so, like, these are the things that are in my brain all the time. Like, everything I look at is through the perspective of, like, being a person of color. And I think that's the same with, like, being trans or being gay or, like, any, any like, any minority group. Like, there's a different lens you see things from, and you only hope that people all, like, start to make conscious changes towards looking at things from your perspective like i'm mad at people who go to like chick-fil-a like how much better i'm worse than a chick-fil-a person they give someone like four dollars if i go to the wizarding world of harry potter like yeah okay all that money doesn't directly go to jk rowling but it's like like what am i like how am i any better than that like yeah maybe like most people don't have the same emotional bond to chicken as i did to like the harry potter stories but like isn't a really far off analogy no you're right like i'm like how easy how hard is it like to just buy chicken somewhere else you know how easy is it to just like focus on loving things created by people who aren't hateful like rick riordan yeah i wish that i maintained my percy jackson phase i but there's not as much merch because the movies were not as successful so bad they sucked so okay. The first movie, I will say, I like it as a movie, not as a Percy Jackson movie. I didn't watch anyone, any of them, but, but the first movie. Yeah, the first one is cool if you if it's not Percy Jackson. Yeah. Well, there's no ethical consumption under capitalism, unfortunately. Gee, and it's like how much we have no power, but also if everyone says that, then we will also have no power, and also like we need to like make changes as individuals but also like we should not be responsible to making the changes and like i want to just think about wizards like this should not be a big thing but like it is a big thing because it's hurting people but it's not hurting me so i'm like it's fine and it's like not directly hurting people but it's emotionally hurting people and i'm like oh no and everyone's like oh no and then i'm like can i hold wands i shouldn't hold wands anyway that's really really uncomfortable um and then i'm like hmm, i guess i'm just gonna watch Shira again <laughs> I do have to go help with dinner soon. That's fine. I was going like, to try to find a natural fun. ending, but I could not. All right, bitches. We really hope you enjoyed that episode. Email us. Let us know what you thought if we should keep doing this series. We probably will anyway, but we want to know what you think of it. 
Uh, you can follow us at bitchypodcast on Instagram and Twitter. You can email us at b.tchy at gmail.com. You can follow me at Nitha underscore Thadani on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow Gaia at Gaia Rose River on Instagram. You can follow our friend Catherine at Catherine Gallo underscore on Instagram. Please leave a review and rate us on iTunes. Bye, bitches. <laughs>